damn, I feel like I'm in a seat. You ever seen, um, what do you, what's the thing called, um, is it my big chair, my big comfy couch? Whoa. What's it called? What do you mean, who? I don't know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a white actress. It is a kid's show. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. But she's got this big ass couch that okay. she sits on. And she does this, like, clock counting thing. I'm pretty sure it's called Big Comfy Couch. I'm, gonna look it up. I'm lying. I don't know if it's called Big Comfy Couch. <laughs> I don't think you I just, ever was. You remember it because it was a Big Comfy Couch. Right. I don't know. I never. I, don't... <laughs> I was fucking right. Yeah. The Big Comfy Couch. I got to check the Carfax. That's what I have her here for. Damn, she figures fast. it out for me, you know? That was fast. On that note, cheers. Oh, shit. Yes, yes. Cheers yes. to me being right most of the time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the time that you guys love. Best day of the motherfucking week. The best sound in your ear is when you hear my voice. It's Nisa. Sorry if I offend you. And we back at it with another fucking episode. And today, I got a new victim. <laughs> he's not a victim. He's a good friend. His name is Moxie. Mm-hmm. Moxie is the man with the plan. If that that's what we're gonna call you, man. Like man with the plan. I like that. I'm gonna give you that title. I like that. You know, man with the plan. Because all you got are plans. Yes. But you we know, execute on all those. Plans. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> let me not play you. He executes his plans. He's yeah. strategic. Mm-hmm. This man has a lot of ideas, but he puts them. From what? From your mind to paper, and you actually execute everything yep. that you set your mind to. You got it. Listen, this motherfucker is hella organized. As soon as I walk through the building, <laughs> do you know what he gave me? A notepad. It's a notepad? Okay, for some reason, I thought it was a book, but no, that's so even better, a notepad. My, my mentor told me when, when you're able to sell a blank book, then you know you made it. Why is that, though? Because it's for brain dumps. A lot of people have ideas, but they don't know how to execute them. So this is the platform to let them do so? Yeah. yeah. Period. That's what, what you think. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to send him this shit completed, and he's going to help me execute there all of go. it. I'm holding him to that shit. So y'all heard it here first. <laughs> um, oh, also, as I walked in, I got another thing. Listen, I love free shit. So if I get something for free, that's the way that you win with me, okay? I got a hat. It's called Not Your Average Supply Co., this is Moxie's brand as well. Y'all know I love wearing hats, so it's going on top of my hat for a little bit of playtime here. I could put it to the back. I could put it to the front. I could do it to the side, however you want to do it, but I'm not raging. And funny so thing is that that's not even for here. sale. I, I'm, I'm giving it to entrepreneurs that I support and, and I believe in, so I consider them not the average entre- entrepreneur. What would be not the average? Not like the what average. makes you not average? I mean, anyone who takes an idea to make it a reality, you know, a lot of people have ideas, but they never execute on it. So I feel like if you do take that leap of faith, even if you fail or succeed, you're not the average entrepreneur. I think a lot of people bullshit. Yeah. And that, that's the, that is that of that. Yeah. I, I actually talked to somebody yesterday and not yesterday. I'm lying. Monday. You know, I was drinking a little bit, so it threw me off. But um, I was talking to a girl, and she's like, yo, you still doing your podcast? And I'm like, yeah, what else am I going to do? I did the podcast. I LLC'd it. I got my website. I pushed out merch. Like, to me, 
the podcast is now my brand. So how can you get rid of your own brand? Right. You just keep growing with it. Sometimes you make adjustments. Sometimes you make changes. Sometimes you throw things off I that agree. didn't work for you. But you always work towards your brand. And the podcast is my brand. So I was like, I couldn't believe she asked me that. Mm-hmm. But then when we got into conversation, her main argument was a lot of people do podcasts, but everybody fucking quits. And before y'all start talking shit, the people who listen to me regularly, I know I take <laughs> breaks and hiatuses, but baby, I'm always back on the block. Sometimes you need breaks. You need mental breaks. I know that when I met you, you had one one thing going on, now it's something else, but everything has always been successful, and that's one thing I admire about you. You put your heart into it, and you execute your goals, but you also that. succeed in those goals, and people know you for those things, so you're expanding your brand. Right. For you, what are those moments where you're like, God damn, I need a vacation? Well, I'm saying every day I need a vacation, honestly. Between four kids and running several businesses, it's a lot, so... Technically, I take a lot of mental breaks. So in between time throughout my day, I'll probably take an hour just to woosah, you know, take deep breaths, probably listen to an audible and kind of relax. But realistically, I don't I don't think entrepreneurs ever get a day off. You know, my mother's an entrepreneur, you know, shout out to Leslie and Powell here in Motion Academy. Um, she raised me. She was a single mother and um, I've never seen her take a day off. You know what I mean? Like, to this day, she's 60 plus, and she's still starting businesses. So I feel like as an entrepreneur, there's no there's no expiration on what you can or cannot do. So when you're thinking about new business ventures, do you break away from your other ventures, Never. or you simultaneously just build? That's a good question. So a lot of people get caught up in starting something, stopping it to start something else. You know, I had to learn the hard way. Um, initially, when I um, had a wallet company, I started a brand called No So Brand. It did, it did really well. Put it on Kickstarter. Uh, it was a wallet made out of bicycle inner tubes. So I got. I it don't know what that is. Head. So you seen how I looked at you? I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is an inner tube? Yeah. So a bicycle inner tube. I literally took an inner tube, uh, created a wallet, and put it on a platform called uh, Kickstarter. It's What's an inner tube, though? I'm still bicycle lost. Bicycle inner tube. That's, I don't that's know. You're saying it like I it's ride in, bikes so, and shit. Uh, the inner tube is inside the tire. That allows the tire to inflate so you can... Like the rubber? Sense, ride, it, ride it. Yeah, so okay. a bicycle, regular bicycle. The wheel. The wheel. The yes, wheel. Okay. For All those right. of you that are like me, it's the <laughs> fucking wheel. Yeah, so we took the, we took the uh, material, created a wallet... And I created a system, so I teamed up with a lot of bicycle shops in the area. All they did is throw out inner tubes. So I got free material, and I put it on Kickstarter. They funded it, and then I started selling those shits like hotcake, Dubai, China. And you then, said, fuck it, everywhere. <laughs> so I started selling it, and I literally stopped it to open up Loud Hookah Lounge. Okay, so, and that's when I met you. That's when you met me. Okay. But guess what? Nothing stopped me. The, the business was successful, but I stopped it and then started something else because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And then I never, I, I've, I've been trying to bring it back, but it just too much things in play and I've never been able to restart it. So a goal of mine for next year is to relaunch the wallet that I stopped. And that actually taught me not never to stop something that you're doing to start something else just kind of move and make it work with everything else that you got going on i feel like a lot of people go through like this 
mindset that you have to have a job, you have to have a college degree, you have to have this, you have to have that in order to be somebody, to succeed, to be, you know, wealthy, to achieve, um, I guess, financial freedom in a sense. That's what most people chase. For me, I'm definitely chasing financial freedom, but I also want to live a life where I'm passionate in it. So I like working hard. I like doing things. Now, overly working hard no i don't like that shit but i feel like a lot of people box themselves in and that's why they are unsuccessful and a lot of people are like oh well i can't do this because i don't have that that's why you stay where you stay that's why you're always gonna be stagnant stagnant is because you don't want more for yourself or you're um disabling yourself to grow so like when you you have have you faced that? Have you faced a lot of, obviously everybody faced doubters one thing or another, like you're, I was gonna say you're a hater, but (laughs) people are haters. Okay. But in general, you, you have a hater, no matter what you're doing, you could be the the lamest person. You think you're the lamest person. Somebody out there is looking at you and they're envious of you in some way. But for you, how do you like block out that hate and shit or how do you tell people because a lot of people are doubters of themselves they might have they might be amazing artists but in their mind they're like nah i need to be a janitor so i can make thirty thousand or whatever the fuck you just said that you said something that really stood out to me right because a lot of people don't realize it's it's the only person preventing you from doing something is yourself you're your biggest hater because you tell yourself in your mind that you can't do something and that's why most people don't do it it's not that other people are in their mind like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's you telling yourself you can't do it. All of those, all that shit is just words. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what do they say when you're growing up? Word, don't, lie, don't allow words to hurt you or some shit like that. No, sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he had it way out. <laughs> Yo. So, yes. But um, at the end of the day, it, it's, it's only you preventing yourself from getting to that next level. Right. So the tap onto the job situation, a lot of people use jobs as security, which which is good because some people aren't meant to be entrepreneurs. If we were all entrepreneurs, who would work for us? Realistically, who would work for us? I mean, somebody will work for you. I feel like, you know, and right now I'm an entrepreneur, but I do have a job. Right. I want exactly. my my plan is to execute an exit plan for it. Of but course, you're using your job to fund your what? my business. But look, what the point I'm trying to say is now, now everybody thinks because a lot of people are entrepreneurs. I really feel like honestly, COVID kind of fucked everything up. Not really, but it did like for the people in a good way, like people realize the talents that they had, people realize the skill they had and people realize that they can do a lot more than what they're boxed into. People don't realize that in, in, in this life that we're living in now, we have to focus on ownership. People, people focus on temporary fixes, right? So it's like, I can do this right now because it'll help me pay for this right now. Not, I can do this right now because it can pay for my life for the next five years. So I had to realize that because Lod was ex- doing extremely well, but it wasn't doing what I needed it to do for the future. So not until I started being selfish. And I want to I wanna tap on that too because a lot of people use that term you know, and they think about it in a negative way, like selfish. If you hear somebody being selfish, the first thought is what? Something negative. You're a dickhead. Right, right. But in all reality, sometimes you have to become selfish. Like I know prior to this, you were on another podcast, you know, but you had to think about yourself to start your own thing. 
that was you be becoming selfish and putting your, yourself first for, for a chance. So that's what I did. I, I became selfish. So do you, I know that at one point, you know, we won't get into that, but yeah. you did have partners. Did yeah. you decide to just venture out and do your own thing at this yeah, point? Yeah, whoa, my partners are still there with Loud. Still, yeah, those okay, are my okay. brothers. I love them for life, man. Whatever we do with Loud or Super, they're, they're always there. But when it comes to like the ATM and the real estate, I had to venture on it uh, myself because I had to do it for my children. You know what I mean? So, and then remember, whatever I do, I don't ever want nobody to feel like just because you're doing it yourself, you can't put nobody else on. Everything I do, I create a platform. And then the people that's with me, I bring them into that platform. So if I'm flipping a house, best believe you're going to see my brothers, my sisters, all flipping houses right behind me. If I got an ATM, best believe they're going to have ATMs as well. So real leaders lead. You know, fake leaders, they'll, they'll tell you what they're about to do and never execute. Give me a real life example of being a leader in an aspect that people don't normally think. So just in every day, how can you show somebody that you're being a leader? Real life example. So as far as real life example, I'm going to use social media as, a, as that platform. Perfect, right? perfect. So a lot of people. Tag us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people use social media for, for different reasons. Me, as a black young man, I use it to motivate other individuals, right? So I take it upon myself to post me doing things positive with my kids, me doing things positive with my business, and me doing things positive for other people, right? So a lot of people, you know, they could post they smoking, they drinking, they turning up. But that, to me, you're not, you're not trying to create a shift. All you're doing is adding to what's already out there. Now, if, if God put us on the planet to be like each other, then how the fuck will we progress? So my goal is to always stand out and do something different. And how do I stand out? By being a stand-up dad, which I never had. To being a, a, a follow-through person that, that's a man of his word. You know what I mean? Even though I may, if I may reschedule or I may postpone, but I'm still going to follow through. You know what I mean? So I think in, in life... That was him just throwing a little I'm bit I'm just in. saying because... <laughs> She has been on me to do this podcast, and I do support her, but my schedule had, and I, I won't even blame her. It's definitely all on me, so I apologize for that. But today we're making it happen, which is super dope. So I always get my lick back. <laughs> you got to go. So I had to put it out there in case she, she put it in caption, but <laughs> nah. I, I definitely use my social media to lead um, without, without, any, without any intent. Like setting examples, yeah, so, basically, from exactly. your social media. So, Realistically, if you see me post, you know, you probably go on my page just for motivation. You're not going to go on my page and be like, let's see what he's doing today. No, you're going to go on and be like, well, I need I need a push today. Let me see what Moxie's doing. You know what I mean? Damn, Moxie, you're giving me the, you know how they say when you go on someone's page and they're, you know, Bible study and then yeah. you see them in person and they're the demon? Yeah. Is that you? Nah, hell. <laughs> he said, nah, fuck hell, that. I'm a real I'm stand up guy. I'm, I just I'm, show y'all the best I'm side. A, of I'm a stand up guy and I'm a leader. So anything you see online, anything you see in person, that's me 24 hours a day. But you, you know like I mean? to show people and exert that so they can. Yeah, whatever. I like to exert that. There's other things that I can show, but I like to focus on that because, you know, I have to practice what I preach. So if I'm preaching this, this leadership aspect, if I'm preaching to you, I need you to progress and take entrepreneurship serious. You need to see it in me. And remember, I was just telling you earlier, because I'm watching you put all the plugs together and fix that. I said, well, shit, you're doing it by yourself. You're showing people. 
without even noticing that, listen, I'm going to hire you to do this. But before you came, I was able to do this all by myself. You're creating an example. You're showing them if I'm going to if I'm going to tell you to do it, best believe I know how to do it, too. Damn, y'all, I didn't know I was going to get a compliment along yeah. with this little nah, she story. Was. She was <laughs> literally here putting it together by herself. So I think that's super, super dope. A lot of people talk about it, about business and starting it. It's like jumping off a cliff and building a parachute on the way down. Right. You don't, you know, you're jumping, you're taking that risk. What's building the parachute? Because now you're scaring me. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's in regards to taking risks. Okay. Right. So when I jumped into this ATM business. You got to understand, there's no one out here that I know personally that has been doing it, you know? So to me, I'm like, that's a huge risk. Me either, shit. I was like, when I seen you doing it, I'm like, yeah. this motherfucker is a commercial. Yeah, nah, it's, <laughs> it's legit, you know? I, yeah. But I found a mentor who has, uh, I have two mentors, one with 100 and one with 800 machines, right? One is a millionaire, the other one is a, a half a millionaire. I don't... He, he got money. Yeah, so... But that said, a lot of times when you get into to, to businesses, man, I feel like a lot of people mistake and a failure, right, quote unquote, as something to prevent them from going to the next level. To touch on learning or having hardship, you know, I've had, I have multiple machines, but I've had machines stolen. I had a machine recently stolen by Universal. What um what movie is that? Barbershop. Barbershop. <laughs> Barbershop. Man, Damn, listen, they stole your I got the video. Oh my god! <laughs> and if you could insert, I'm, I may send it to you so you can see it. I will insert. These guys insert. literally went in there, whipped the machine out, took the machine, and ran off with it. Did it have money in it? Of course, it had money. In it. I don't know because remember the one in Barbershop didn't have no Look, fucking money in it. Was, they did the world. That was somebody else's <laughs> company. Oh my god. They, <laughs> no, so what it is is that they went in there and and the reason only the only reason I'm bringing it up is because we we're, we're talking about hardship. Cuz I don't want anybody to think that oh shit, Moxie's doing ATMs. He's he's lit. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Like listen, there are negative parts in in getting into the business. Bank accounts. Banks big banks don't like ATM businesses. You know what I mean? Having your machine stolen with money in it. You know, that's a loss. Do you, you pay that recall. back? Pay. That's our money. That's oh, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, so, I don't know how the ATM oh, works. Oh, so, so yeah. So I, I'll, I'll touch on. I didn't know that that's your money with an ATM because I am not into the ATM business. But so they stole your money. Yes. What goes into the money is essentially yours. Right. So let me elaborate on it a little bit more, if you don't, if you don't mind. So, um, I'm in the ATM business. I'm an owner, operator, and a processor. Right. So in a sense, I place the ATM at your location. I put the money in the machine. Uh, the money that's taken out of the machine is redeposited in my account along with the surcharge. So just to kind of sum it I'm up. I'm never using an ATM again. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Just saying. <laughs> so think about it like this. If you guys have $2,000 in your bank account, what is it doing? Sitting. Sitting, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say we take the same $2,000 and we put it in the ATM machine. Now, if, if, if I pull out $100, that $100 is redeposited back into your account along with the surcharge. So that same $2,000 that was just sitting in your bank is now recycling like this. And all you're doing is incurring interest on your money. So that's why bigger banks like Chase... 
Bank of America, Wells Fargo. All the banks I have. Right. <laughs> they don't allow ATM businesses to open accounts because they see us as competition. Right. So now you may see those guys with those those vests like Brinks armored trucks. Right. So those are loaders for the banks. So you can become a loader. I have loaders in all different states that load my machine with their money. And then in return, I give them a percentage of the surcharge, typically 50 cents to a dollar per surcharge. And it's all recorded on like a report? All recorded. So the okay, report so is on your phone. The report is online. All the back office stuff, I take care of that as well. The ATM that got stolen. Yes. So that. I want to circle into that because yeah. I want to know how the fuck. Yeah. So um, crazy enough, I blame myself for it realistically because. The machine is located in a high traffic area. Um, we were putting a loader on that machine because it was going through too much money. So during the transition of it, you got to shut the machine down and typically wait two days. Well, they couldn't wait. They're like, we need another machine now because we're cash only. So I said, all right, fuck it. Let me put was that a strip machine. club? No, we're not going to oh. talk about what kind of location it is. It sounds in like case, a strip club. In case people try to. Oh, okay, I it, see. It's a high traffic location. Okay. So now we go ahead and place another ATM next to the machine, right? And we shut the other machine down. So possibly going into it, someone going in and out, in and out, decided, well, shit, let me go in there, broad daylight, and let me pull this machine without anybody knowing. How? They're heavy as fuck. Do you remember barbershop, how they took the I machine? I deal with machines every day. Those machines, a, a brand new ATM machine right now could cost you $2,500 to $2,700. and not even that, that much. A lot of people spend that on sneakers, right? Not the, me. Yeah. The, the money <laughs> not that you, me. The money that you put in the machines could range anywhere between the, the, each machine. Each cassette holds up to $20,000. Okay. So the amount of money you put in the machine will determine how many times you go out there to load it. Okay. Right? So if you only have $2,000 and the machine runs out to $2,000 every week, then you're you working once a week. You got to keep reloading. Yeah. But the, the goal is to work smarter and not harder. So what I do, I load it with as much as I can. So I can load He's it He's like, not too month. much. Yeah, but <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. But the thing is that, and I want to touch on this, is that we have to learn as entrepreneurs to buy back our time. Right. Because a lot of time we put too much, we invest too much time in things and we don't know how to how to structure our life between personal and business. So we mix the two and we don't know how to separate it. So when I say buy back the time, learn to allow your business to be turnkey, let it run itself. So now if you do show up, it's 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 one day out of the month, but you're making what someone be making 40 hours a week. So you bust your ass to get the location, hire, right? But get the ATM, and then once you place it, it, it's literally making money while you sleep. Residual passive. The goal is to be passive. So did they put the ATM on a U-Haul truck? They How did they get it? A, they put it in a Dodge Durango. <laughs> what? Yeah. They this put shit it. Is insane. I'm trying to figure out. Like they literally threw I, it on the back. You know what it is? They, they picked it up. That's yeah. the Hulk. Yeah, that is no, not a regular I, well, person. Me, me and you can pick. Me and you can pick up an ATM. Like what? I don't me. know. I think you have more faith in me than I do. <laughs> oh my god. Me and you can pick up the ATM. I'm telling you, 
Like Shit. right now, you he's telling me, I'm telling him, you're I'm good, not. You're good. I'm telling you, but these two guys, they picked it up and put in the uh the Dodge Durango and peeled the never got caught. Um another they got away thing, with that shit. I had a machine stolen in New York. Okay. They broke the glass door, went in there, bolted it. You know, the guy who bolted it down didn't do a good job. Uh peeled it out, threw it in the back of a fucking um trunk with the shit still open and just peeled out. But the thing that people don't realize is that, and I'll let you guys know if you're watching that analyze. Those ATMs are put on um, GPS. So even if you think you got away, we're legitimately... I thought you just yeah. said the other people got away. Huh? I thought you just said if the other people think got away. they got away. Oh. Uh, so I was going to lead Just in with, case you're yeah. listening. So I was going to lead with this. So some guy stole an ATM from a Bank of America. That was bold. That's very bold. Like, <laughs> Bank of America like That's is. the biggest deal from doing it. Because our mind automatically says you can't do it. That's way too much. You, I got rent. I got mortgage. I got this. I got this already going for me. You got to take the leap. And that's where I tie down the jump off the cliff and build the parachute on the way down. You know where you're going, but you don't know how fast or how slow or how hard you're going to hit. So you need to go out there. Brace yourself. Exactly. Come on. There you go. Exactly. You see us, we right here. So I feel like a lot of people need that push. And what I provide to people is experience. I've I've fell hard. I've lost a lot, but I bounced right back. You would never know. You would have never oh, yeah. known I, I I lost an ATM. You you would have never known I, I lost ten thousand or five thousand on the mission. You you would never know because it's not my job to push negativity upon you to discourage you. My job is to tell you what's on the other side of that and to prevent you from getting into that again. So to, to touch on that, OPM, I learned the hard way to use other people's money. And when you use other people's money, you can leverage so much more than just that small dream that you had. Now that dream is going to blossom into that, that flower because you planted that seed so long ago, but you didn't have enough water to, to pour into it. So now with other people's money, you can pour into this, that, that. Now you could build a whole fucking farm with nothing but seeds and flowers. You know what I mean? So my goal as an entrepreneur is not to be a millionaire. Because realistically, I would consider myself wealthy because I have financial freedom. Because I can get up whenever I want. So to me, I'm rich. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own definition. I need a million dollars. I need several cars. I get it. But right now... I'm rich because I have my loved ones. I have friends that love me and support me. You know what I mean? I have family that supports me. My kids look up to me. You have a quality life. Yeah, I have a quality life. And I don't need no more than that. Because people fail to realize we only have one life to live. So when people say, Mox, you're doing too much. I said, I'm not doing enough. Because I can't come back after I die. So why not do everything I can while I'm here now? I think a lot of people chase, so everybody wants a fat ass chain because right. that's what's on Instagram. That's what the rappers have. That's what the rappers and girls have. Everyone wants, you know, everything that they don't have times a million yeah. versus chasing what you need and then what you, right. you can handle right. because not everybody can live that life and not I everybody agree. knows what goes into it. So I thought that was a great point to touch on. Other than ATM business, what else are you doing? Because 
I know I ha- I know you have a list. <laughs> so um, I flip houses as well. I am a real estate agent. I, I do help people buy and sell homes. We are in one of his homes yeah, now. Yeah, we're at um, my actual first investment home under my business name. And give it up to him. He sold this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it closes in two weeks. So I'm super excited about that. I bought this at um, $278,000 and I'm selling it for four twenty dollars now. So making plus yeah. profit, mm-hmm. like. And um, we did this in 45 days. So a lot of people don't know that outside of being an entrepreneur, I, I get my I get my hands dirty too. So I do a lot of the work with my contract. Bob the Builder, basically. Bob the Build, Mox the Builder. <laughs> Mox the Builder. Mox the Builder. So I came into this, um, and that's another thing. So crazy you brought that up because a lot of people that I know personally that are out there, you know, living a lavish life, I gave an opportunity for them to get on this deal, and they didn't see the vision. They didn't want. To, look at they it. didn't want to jump off the cliff. Mm. So I, t- I took the risk. I, I, I invested. Um, I don't even want to say the number. Jesus. Breaks his heart. <laughs> I invested well over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars into this house. Right. As far as renovations go. Renovation, deposit, closing costs, okay. and holding fee. Right. Six, technically sixty thousand in renovation, but to get the property. I, I would have to put a deposit in the right. difference for from the loan. So renovation, I invested sixty thousand, um, deposit wise, and everything else I deposited uh, ninety thousand. So I invested everything. And when when someone tells you that they risk it all, I risked it all. You know what I mean? And look, yeah. forty five days is no it's time. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So I risked it all, and I tell people out there, man, like. Don't be scared to take a risk. You know, everyone's going to learn or have that hardship. But as long as you're, 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 you're confident and um, you're consistent, man, I, I think the, the, the sky is the limit. And with this, it showed me because yesterday I bought my second investment home in Cocoa Beach, you know, and I did that without even closing on this. My money is still tied here. So what did I do for Cocoa Beach? I did OPM. Other people's money. Other people's money. Because investors see the vision. Our money investors see the vision. They know I can execute it. So why not go ahead and do another one while this one is still in, in the process of closing? So um, I feel like anybody who's into investing should definitely buy a property. Buy an ATM as well, if you can. But um, take his course, take you know, the course and learn from someone who's actually mastered it and and gone through, you know, hardship and and failures from opening bank accounts to getting machines stolen. And guess what? I am not a know it all in anything I do. I'm always a sponge. I'm always learning. Like, I just learned a lot from you today just off this podcast. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. But I'm going to definitely support and I and you make it more comfortable for me to be able to do this on, on a bigger scale, to go out and do more interviews. Cause I do get requests. Whenever I'm putting out something new, you're going to hear something you haven't heard before. Right. We're not just talking sports. We're not just talking relationships. We're not just talking business, right. things like that. We just talking shit. We just talking not, shit. <laughs> we yeah. just talking shit. You feel me? So sorry if I to, offend you, sorry if I offend you but <laughs> you're able to come in 
and have a different experience right. every time you're with me. So I am glad that I made you comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you made me comfortable. I'm glad that, and one thing about her, I will say, she's very consistent. Because she could have said, this guy Moxie is taking so long. Nah, I bugged him. I was like, like right. She was on top of it. And for that, she, she didn't even realize, like, I'm questioning her earlier today. Because she's telling me about certain things while her podcast. And all I'm doing is planting the seed. Because I feel like she does have the drive. So people should know that, well, she has a platform. Why not invest into her so she can reach that goal to the masses? And trust me, I, I believe it'll pay off with commercial ads and everything else. You know what I mean? I just, I'm a big believer in people. And a lot of people that I come across, anybody that I touch that I believe in, if I don't have the financial capacity to help them, I'm going to have the knowledge to help them. And if I don't have that, I'm going to connect them with the person that does. So if you say, yo, Mox, this is something that we're lacking, I'm going to try to connect the dots for you just because you're giving me a free platform to talk about something that I, that I love. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you. Thank you. No, other people's money. OPM. OPM. Till it's over. With the middle finger on the back. <laughs> you know, that might be a listen. That, that, we that's can, a collab shirt. I need one. It could be a collab shirt. You I like feel that. Me? I like that. But thank you, Mox, for sitting with me. No I, problem. Tell the people how they can get with you. Tell the people how, again, yeah. how they can get with QuickBooks. Um, if you for have sure. anything as far as like your real estate goes, all that good stuff, tell them how to plug you in. I and got you know you. that. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Moxie. I am the owner of QuickBooks now. Quick coin now, quick flips now, and I am a real estate advisor, real estate investor, and I'm also uh, an investor. So if you have a business that makes sense that you are trying to get started off the ground, I can help you with that as well, or I can point you in the right direction. But uh, go back on the ATM. If you are interested in starting an ATM business, quick bucks now is the website.com. If you are looking to uh, join the academy, it's quickbucksatmacademy.com. And if you are looking to get a real estate advisor to help you buy or sell your home, uh, you can hit me up on Maximilian on IG. And uh, yeah, I'm here for you, man. Oh, and I want to say this on her show because when you see it, you can say that shit, he did say this. So my next play now um, it's an exclusive. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. It's a it's a sci-fi offend you fucking exclusive. Moxie's about to put us on his new fucking business plan. Yes. So tap in. All right. So this is the first time I'm actually saying this publicly. Uh, family and friends, you guys already know. Um, but I started a business called Quick Lot, um, and it is a parking lot business. But the parking lot business is a little bit different. And I'm, I'm sure by the time this drops, I'm already in the process of finalizing it. So I am also an entrepreneur when it comes to Toro. So I have six vehicles that I currently rent. I am an all-star host as well. One big problem with Toro that I realize is that people don't have a place to park their vehicles. I actually joined a, a Toro Facebook group to do an investigation and figured out that no one has a place to park. So with that said, I created um, a company to start the first ever Toro membership parking lot. So they will pay me a membership fee monthly to park their vehicles there. And it's the first of its kind. So the goal is and the exit strategy is to have 
Toro buy it off of me. So Toro, I will be waiting $15 million in the next two years to buy me out. Well, fucking tap in, Toro, if you know what's good for you. Bye. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Sci Fi Offend You. You know what to fucking do. Like us, comment, share, all that good shit, and motherfucking listen. Let's go. All right, we're going to see you again. Thank you.